You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Francis Albert Sinatra and Antonio Car- Carlos Jobim and their self-titled album. In the room, I have Rob. Hello. Ben. Jobim. Sean. <laughs> and Jackson. All right. And uh, Francis Albert Sinatra, Antonio Carlos Jobim is a 1967 album by Frank Sinatra. And who do you think? <laughs> Released on Reprise Records, the tracks were arranged and conducted by Klaus Olgerman and accompanied by a studio orchestra. The producer was Sony Burke, and the genre is bossa nova traditional pop. And from All Music Review, Steve Thomas Irwine. Uh, by 1967, Bossa Nova had become quite popular within jazz and traditional pop audiences. Yet, Frank Sinatra hadn't attempted any Brazilian-influenced material. Sinatra decided to record a full-fledged Bossa Nova album with the genre's leading composer, Jobim. Uh, arranged by Klaus Olgerman and featuring Jobim on guitar and backing vocals, the album concentrated on Jobim's original, adding three American classics, uh, Bubbles, Bengals, and Beads, Change Partners, and I Concentrate on You that were arranged to suit Bossa Nova conventions. The result was a subdued, quiet album that used the Latin rhythms as a foundation, not as a focal point, supported by a relaxed, sympathetic arrangement of muted brass, simmering percussion, soft strings, and Jobim's lilting guitar. Sinatra turns an especially noteworthy performance. He has never sounded so subtle, underplay every line he delivers and showcasing vocal techniques that he had never displayed before. <clears throat> the album doesn't reveal its pleasures immediately, as it's too textured and understated to be fully appreciated within one listen. After a few plays, the album begins to slowly work its way underneath the listener's skin, and it emerges as one of the most rewarding albums of the 1960s. Wow. Alright, what did we think of uh, Sinatra and Chobin? I mean, I hate to sound like a broken record, but compared to all of the West Coast psychedelic (laughs) things we've been treated to for the months, it feels, my God. You love it. Yeah. I just want to go hang out on the beach and order some Mai Tais and listen to this record forever. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love it. I don't understand how he lost to uh, the Beatles with Sgt. Pepper at the Grammys. But, you, know, <laughs> you don't understand whatever. how this lost to Sgt. Pepper? Not in the least bit. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me that that's your opinion. Okay, no. Let, 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 let's break this down. <laughs> no, I, 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 was, I was having an argument earlier about the comparison here. So Sinatra loses to the Beatles. Metallica loses to Jethro Tull. One of these things shows a progressive Grammys uh, people's like being like, 
here's, let's say, uh, you know, I know it wasn't necessarily new blood at that point, but, you know, let's give the Beatles their due. Look, look what they've done. They did a good thing. Metallica comes in. It's the opposite. And it's the exact opposite. So, like, the stuffed shirts that voted in the Beatles eventually just turned into the stuffed shirts that wouldn't give Metallica their due. So I say the Grammys are bullshit. Had this one, I would have a totally different opinion. Well, the Grammys Take have the always floor. been bullshit. That's, that's <laughs> really what we're debating. Wait, no, I love the Grammys. Because they're idiots. Yeah. Are you saying, are you saying whammies? The wha- Grammys? <laughs> what? What? No, I, I, can't, I can't watch. Strong. It really is. <laughs> I can't watch the Grammys anymore. I used to watch them when I was a kid and had hope for for the world, hmm. and just <laughs> just year after year of of just milk toast garbage. I think it's all been downhill since Soy Bomb. Yeah. It's been downhill since Jackson, Soy Bomb. How do you feel this about is... Sinatra? He's <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe> all right. He's <laughs> pretty cool. I love I I love this record. I think like the dude like the dude that you were reading from, uh, it's like so subtle and awesome. I love this album. You think it's a little understated to uh, first approach? Definitely, but that's the style of as I know you guys have been listening to a lot of bossa nova. Yeah, but I mean I think I mean that's that's the vibe, right? Yeah, it is the vibe, and it it was almost. Almost to a fault for me, because upon first listen, it was almost like, you know, it's so nice and just kind of fades into the background yeah. before you know what it's done. And my first take was like, oh, well, that's pretty, but boring. But it really, it, it, it does take yeah. multiple takes. It also makes me think, like, when we listen to those few Stan Getz records where he just kind of took Boston Nova wholesale and redid it the same as it ever was, like... This is what you do when, when you take something, is you put your own stamp on it. You know, like, they Americanized it in a way that, like, really works. It was a nice blend of sure. Bossa Nova and American music. And, and like, clearly, that's, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's, no, that's what I wanted to hear, you know? Like, I didn't want to hear just, like, Stan Getz being like, I like this, I can do it. You know, like, I want to hear what someone gets from it, and I feel totally. like... Totally. It was so like successful. A, yeah. yeah. That's a kind of amazing. No, I think, mm. like, if, if you're gonna co-opt a type of music, instead of just trying to redo it completely... The same, the same way in quotes. I'm air quoting. You may as well add your thing to it to you know show like I've done my research and here's what I want to bring to this. Totally, totally. Yeah. Elevate it. And yeah. speaking of all of that, and correct me if I'm wrong, the thing that I read about this record, it was recorded in two days, if I'm not mistaken, like December 26th, and then they went back in like February 3rd, and that was it. I mean, I believe it. I don't get the impression that Frank Sinatra fucked around a lot. No, I mean in the no. studio. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say he, <laughs> Jean uh, Bean, had to wait for Sinatra to return from holiday in Barbados, where he was taking a mutually agreed break from his marriage with Mia Farrow. <laughs> That's when he fucks around. A break. Yeah. Damn. Once he gets back, though, all business. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Straight back to the studio. Yeah. I'm gonna just go to Barbados to fuck. And come back. <laughs> He's back. Ding dong. <laughs> Stories of love belong to you and to me.
If I only had words I would say all the beautiful things that I see when you're with me oh my jinji It's pretty cool I mean like Jobing is totally like like that dude said like the top composer you know I don't know Does anybody know anything about their personal relationship and their like I've never really read about it about them together? Yeah. On the same bowling I'd be, team? I'd be curious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've made that up. It's like, did they even want to collaborate? Or like, well, was it like I think Frank, Reprise's idea? Frank is... It seems like he had always kind of tried to adapt his voice into a, a modern style, right? Sure. So it made sense for... Totally. I'm not surprised Bossa at all. Bossa but, yeah. Nova. Right. You know, he and he wanted the... He wanted Jobim to... Because he's he's the guy, you yeah. Know? He's, he's yeah. essentially absolutely the guy who created yeah. Bossa Nova. And definitely, the, that dude's records are what made it, yeah, popular in the United States in the states. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, and people people were definitely looking at his records when they created the initial totally uh, jazz samba and all those other records, Stan totally. Getz and uh, Charlie Bird. Totally. So, so yeah, I guess you already did those, huh? Yeah, yeah, we we had already talked about those, um, but at the same time, I was wondering how how this one kind of fit in because I had those the preconception we had already done jazz samba, uh, which those are in the Astrid yeah uh, uh, beat was beach, beach samba, samba. <laughs> beach yeah. samba, and so this one it's interesting because the first album we did for the this podcast was Frank Sinatra, We Small, uh, we small hours. hours. Oh, But then man. we also do Wild, Cool, and Swinging. Um, and now he comes back with within the bossa nova. Right on. So. He just keeps on coming back. Ding dong. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh, I remember uh, the first, the very first, or the second uh, Sinatra, I was like, I got a feeling that we'll see Frank again. Mm-hmm. I was right. This is it. He came back. I feel like you make it sound like he left the room and like tipped his hand away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we'll be seeing him again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I try to do when I leave a room. I, I know. So it doesn't land. <laughs> Anyone else get a real uh, Loggins and Messina, Messina vibe off of this? Interesting. No. No? I can't like, say I did. They have chemistry like... Yeah, like they yeah do, I, I think they mish. I, I, I wish that the uh, the album cover was, you know... One of them on top of the other one's shoulders, like, <laughs> having, having a swell time. One of those dudes looks just like Benny, if you look at that. <laughs> Pull that up. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, this is a fantastic album. I, I don't know if I would put it, though, in, in the book. Like I, I don't know if it's a must here. I was wondering the same thing. Yeah, I need to, I'm curious... What okay, so this is what, nineteen sixty six? Seven. Nineteen sixty seven. I mean, I wonder what Sinatra albums after this are in the book. It's almost like there is a book and you could read it and find out. Huh. And then I didn't do that, but there, th- this is a I think this is his his last uh album. The, last entry. So yeah. he's got the he's got the crooner, he's got the swinging, and this is Bossa Nova, and there's yeah. I mean, after that it just gets weird. Yeah. Was there sort of was there a big selling album with the single My Way when it came out, or was it just kind of like a monster single? Um, is that I know it was that, a monster that was like late Sinatra wasn't what, it? Fifty. Are you saying Live at the Sands is in this? Way? I thought My Way was almost like eighties. 
Uh, there's no, there's an older one, I think. Is there? Mm-hmm. Uh, 1967. Was My Way? No, release oh. 1969. My Way? My Way in Blue, Blue Lace. Okay. Interesting. Must have had a resurgence. Paul Anka did it in 1967. Oh, Paul Anka. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was a single, but he did have the album My Way. So. What year was that one? Uh, 69. Oh, okay. I guess I always thought that the that thing was about after it, it though is yeah the thing like about a reissue just because that song's such a hit. Yeah, it's true. That was a single in 1969. The other album or the other songs on the album are, are sort of like yesterday by lennon mccartney hallelujah i love her so ray charles and it all tomorrow all, all my tomorrow all tomorrow parties all tomorrow, all tomorrow parties. <laughs> <laughs> mrs robinson fucking wish. <laughs> it, se- it seems like he was just his he was doing the covers material and stuff. starts getting yeah. kind of questionable going yeah. into the 70s yeah yeah exactly so hmm. this is probably they probably felt like this was uh leaned enough away from just cover like yeah pop covers right because he kind of went in that pop direction for sure so this might be the last one that uh yeah and that kind of like i don't know that kind of leads me to sort of like final examination a very well executed flash in the pan for a fad you know yeah like with the best people doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's It's great. really pleasing to listen to. Mm-hmm. I think that's what been our problem with Bossa Nova is it's, it, it's never it's hard offensive. To hate. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't mind Bossa Nova. Yeah. I like having it on when I'm hosting a dinner party or something. Or, Shopping. yeah, like My Tides on the Beach. I just don't know if every Bossa Nova album ever recorded needs to be in the book. <laughs> they're not. Trust me. There's a lot more. Oh, did they miss a couple? <laughs> yeah. Go to Goodwill. You'll you'll definitely see a couple. It's definitely uh, not music you can listen to when you're driving. Like, you will yeah, go you will, off the road. You'll be like, no. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> well, I actually have a crazy story about that. <laughs> about driving with Bossa Nova? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. I didn't wreck the car. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't wreck it, but I definitely, definitely tapped a phone pole. Okay. Um, it was my stepdad's car. I completely lied about it later. So, John, if you're listening, wait, 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 like band in your house, like no, I no, I was crazy about um, I was crazy about the jazz samba record, and I was. Blasting it, driving in, the, <laughs> driving in the middle of the night. Blasting jazz. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> You're the weirdest man in America. I know, so weird. <laughs> uh, Through the cornfields of northern Indiana. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It was the, it, I'm sorry, it was the second one. It was the Getz Gilberto, Re- Getz Gilberto record. Oh. 
I must have seen when she Which I'm sure was in there. The one with it, the it, was, it was yeah, in yeah. there. Yeah. 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 I mean, fantastic record. But you should have been on the episode. <laughs> I would have loved to hear that <laughs> story. The truth, the truth comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Blasting that. Uh, Fuck yeah, I was. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just called Gets Gilberto. Yeah. Yeah. Joao Gilberto. Mm. Um, all right, so how does everybody ultimately feel? I <clears throat> love Sinatra, big Sinatra fan, and I feel like I feel like pretty neutral on this one. Um, it's great, it's, voice is great, but I just don't know if it's. I would pick a couple songs, I think, off of it, and then the the rest I would probably not go back to. So I don't think that's enough for me to be like a yeah total positive. I hear you. What do you think? Hmm. Um, I mean, I, what does must hear before you die mean? You know, at the end of the day, I, I don't think anyone has to hear anything, but I, I would disagree. I would prefer <laughs> to listen to this than a whole lot of the other shit that I've been exposed <laughs> to in this fucking book. So yeah, guess what? Uh, absolute positive. Okay. This, this okay. album is a, okay. it's a slow burn that's worth Every second. I, I might also Keep an need eye a out li- on the bookshelves for the new book, Fifty Three Songs. <laughs> Rob, would prefer, <laughs> Rob would prefer to hear before he before he dies. I uh, I think I'm a little jaded too because we we didn't get any sort of like Yami Sumac. We didn't get an Exotica. Oh man, yeah. And so this being in its place is a little little bit of a kind of hits me. Hits home a little bit. Yeah, it's fair. We're still gonna get some Os Mutantes at least. Yeah, it's different. It's it's different though. It is. Os Mutantes are different from Sinatra. Yeah. In what way? (laughs) (laughs) There was more of them. Okay. That's all I needed. (laughs) I love Sinatra, and I enjoy the mellow grooves of bossa nova music, but I think they have to go neutral on this as well. I. I think it's very pleasant listening. I don't necessarily think it's crucial listening. That's my opinion. Cool. Uh, I would say I'm neutral. I honestly, I don't love Sinatra. I like Sinatra fine, but I he just doesn't never really did it for me. But this album, like I like what they did, just as an idea. I'm pleased by it. But yeah, I I could have died and never heard this, and I wouldn't care. It's hard. It's hard to say. I mean, I guess really, if I if if you had to, if I had to put my hand on a Bible, which I do every night, <laughs> I would say neutral. Not because I don't think this record is great, just because. Again, I feel like it's kind of a flash in the pan of a fad. Yeah. Beautiful record, very well executed, but. Could something else have taken its place in the book? Probably. Yeah. Probably another Bird's record. New, maybe another Bird's record. But new question: How much would you pay for a used copy vinyl? I would, like, uh, like, nice playable condition. Yeah, playable condition. Sure. I would pay seven dollars and fifty cents. You know what? I was gonna say eight, and so that's really surprising. Yeah. Upwards like, of I feel twelve like American dollars. You own it. Okay. I have okay. one, and I have to. I put. There's probably a price tag on it. I'll go. Look, I'll go back and look at it. I'll update the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next episode we'll be talking about The Doors, self-titled album. What All if right. I told you that the very next thing that we're going to hear is technically Bossa Nova? Oh, I see what you I see, I see what you mean there. I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs>
deep thoughts. Oh, so it's a cliffhanger then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks, y'all. I, who was lost and lonely, believing life was only a bitter tragic joke, have found with you.